Welcome to the Migraine Miracle Moment. I'm your host, Dr. Josh Turknett. I'm a neurologist, migraine specialist, migraine sufferer, and author of the book, The Migraine Miracle. In this podcast, you'll learn all about how to find your path to migraine freedom without pills. Let's get started. Hey, folks. So in this episode of The Miracle Moment, I'm going to once again uh, revisit the topic of rebound headaches, mainly to help clarify what I've recently realized is a common source of confusion on the subject. And so just so we're all on the same page before I launch into this, um, rebound headaches are traditionally defined as headaches that are caused by the medications that are used to relieve a headache. So when the abortive medications for migraines uh, actually end up causing you to have more migraines. And I think that understanding the principle that I'm going to review here uh, is really fundamental to deciding what the role of abortive medications will be in your own migraine miracle plan. I know that when I fully realized this particular principle, it completely turned my own approach to medications on its head. And getting other folks to really understand it has led to so many breakthroughs, um, including the uh, incredible success stories that we've shared with you here. Uh, but before I dig into that, uh, I do have an announcement to make, which is that our next Keto Blast is uh, going to start on June 2nd. So the Keto Blast is our 30-day keto challenge for migraineurs, and you can learn all about it uh, at ketoformigraine.com. That's K-E-T-O-F-O-R-migraine.com. Um, and if you're listening to this and it's past the June 2nd start date, um, you can still go to that site and you'll find the date of our next challenge uh, as we hold these regularly. Uh, and you'll even be able to take advantage of early bird prices. So you get a discount if you sign up more than a week in advance. All right, so on to today's topic. Uh, so the reason that I decided that I needed to do an episode to clarify this issue was that I would periodically hear questions from people in our community that seemed to indicate a misconception about the phenomenon of rebound. And much of that just comes from the way that uh, rebound is typically talked about in the medical community. Uh, so part of understanding this phenomenon uh, accurately will, for many people, require unlearning some things that they thought were true or that they were told about rebound. Um, so, for example, one of the questions I might get was, would be, um, how long until I'm out of rebound? Or someone else may say, um, I know my headaches aren't rebound. I haven't taken anything in a week or I haven't taken anything in two weeks and so on. Uh, and like I said, these questions kind of reflect or indicate a fundamental misconception about the nature of abortive medications and how they contribute to rebound or what exactly we mean when we talk about rebound headaches. And like I said, this was a misunderstanding that I also carried around for many years and one that I passed along. It's something that seems kind of silly and naive now in retrospect, but, uh, you know, I did so and others do so because that's just the way it's typically talked about. But I can't uh, stress enough just how important it is to really and truly understand this issue because it's impossible to make an informed decision about how to approach your own migraines. Uh, and it leads to so many people making decisions that end up um, unwittingly undermining their ultimate goals and that keep them from not only getting to migraine freedom, but to having ever escalating migraines and never really knowing why. So the big misconception here about rebound is that it's an all or nothing phenomenon. So that you're either in rebound or you're out of rebound. 
Or put it another way, that the abortive medications you've taken in the past either are or are not contributing to your current headaches. So if you think about it in this way, then it makes sense to say that you're either in or out of rebound, right? It's either on or off. And it would make sense to ask how long it takes to get out of rebound. But that's totally the wrong way to think about it. So the much more accurate and most importantly, much more useful way to understand it is that every dose of medication that's taken to relieve a headache renders you more vulnerable to a future migraine for a given period of time. And that is the fundamental point to wrap your head around. So once again, every dose renders us more vulnerable to a future migraine for a certain period of time. Furthermore, if we take something again for a migraine before that period of vulnerability has worn off, then our vulnerability to a future migraine goes up even further and lasts even longer. Now, we can get to a point where the medications have ratcheted our vulnerability so high that we end up with a constant and unrelenting headache that won't go away. And this is what has uh, led to so much confusion because it's, this is the thing that usually gets labeled as rebound, this constant unrelenting headache that won't go away and is not touched by the medications. And so the terrible misconception this has led to is that once you're out of that particularly horrible state, which is sort of the end result of the drugs, that the abortive medications are no longer an issue or that they're no longer making you more vulnerable to a future migraine. And in retrospect, you know, this whole, whole all or nothing idea seems naive because biological systems just don't work that way. Um, but it's the very idea that I carried around for years, and I know it's still the prevailing one uh, that's out there around this issue. And it's, in my opinion, a major reason why chronic migraines are such a big problem. And incidentally, this is actually one of the most important uh, breakthroughs in our understanding of the pain system in general over the past decade or so, that when we take uh, pills or uh, medications for pain relief, um, they can help in the short run, but they make us vulnerable to pain in the long run. So there's an increasing effort now to only use these as a short-term solution while you're trying to find a longer-term uh, strategy that works. Because we know that the medications that are used for pain relief, even though they can help in the short run, uh, change the pain system in ways that will make the, the um, underlying condition worse over the long run if we don't adopt a different strategy. So let me just give you uh, an example uh, of how this phenomenon applies to migraine, and I'll just use uh, some hypothetical numbers here to help illustrate the concept. So imagine, you know, we're, we have a migraine. We haven't taken anything for uh, a migraine maybe ever before, right? And we take our first abortive medication. And so that, me that medication may provide some relief. It may relieve it fully. It may relieve it partially. Uh, but it will render us more vulnerable to a future attack of a migraine over the next, let's say, three days. Now let's say that two days goes by and the beast starts to come back. We start getting another, another migraine. And so we take another dose. And so we're still kind of in that window of vulnerability. Whereas before, it made us vulnerable for the next three days, and now it's going to make us more vulnerable for the next six days. And that vulnerability is even greater than it was before. So now we've extended the period, the window of vulnerability, and that the level of our vulnerability is even higher. Now let's say in those next six days, maybe five days later, four days later, whatever, the beast visits again, and we have to take another dose. Then, let's say our vulnerability is extended for 12 days, and we're rendered even more vulnerable. 
And you can see that we could ultimately reach a point where our window of vulnerability has been extended so long and the level of our vulnerability is so high that we're essentially left, essentially left with a chronic and unrelenting headache. And that's the thing that we've been talking about as rebound. But this is just the final result of a process that was already in place with uh, the abortive medications rendering us more vulnerable with each dose. And for years, I saw this sort of thing happen time and again with patients in my clinic, uh, where, you know, with, with what seemed like hardly any medication at all, uh, their headaches were continuing to worsen over time, um, and they were ending, ending up in sort of the worst stages of rebound. But again, I didn't see it because I was also blinded by this misconception of rebound as being kind of an all-or-nothing phenomenon, and I was discounting uh, the role that the abortive medications were playing in this process. So again, if we understand it in this way, we understand that there's no such thing as being in or out of rebound, but rather there's just how much any recent abortive medications we've taken are contributing to our current vulnerability to a migraine. And it was once I understood this concept that I decided that I had to find alternatives for migraine relief, uh, both for myself and for the people I work with, um, alternatives be besides drugs, um, so that they could become a last resort. Uh, and I'm so incredibly glad that I did. So uh, really wrap your brain around this concept. Um, go back and listen to this episode again if you need to. Uh, this has been such a key insight for so many people and has helped so many uh, get to where they want to be. And it's why those who've experienced the most rapid and dramatic transformations, uh, some of which you've heard here or read uh, on the website, uh, were those who decided that they were just done with the board of medications. Of course, everybody has to apply this information in a way that works for them, in a way that uh, works for their specific uh, circumstance or situation. Uh, but for many, just understanding this concept has been a real light bulb moment um, and helps to explain so much about why things continue to worsen over the years, even as they thought they were doing all the right things. They had this idea, like so many, that if they just stayed under a certain amount, uh, you know, a couple of days a week uh, of taking medications or less, that the medications just couldn't be contributing. Um, but of course, that's really just uh, trying to avoid the absolute worst case scenario that we talked about. And uh, the better uh, way of thinking about it is that every single dose matters, which really just helps us to make much more informed decisions about uh, the role that, that abortive medications should play in our treatment plan. And that's what's really most important to me is uh, for folks to have all the information and the right information. Um, so much of what's out there is myth and rumor, um, which is a problem of massive proportion now with the uh, internet. Also, so much of what's out there about pharmaceuticals um, is coming directly from the drug companies, uh, sometimes disguised as a journal article or an expert opinion. Um, so there's a strong bias uh, towards minimizing the downsides of pharmaceuticals or even just sort of um, overlooking them or not seeing them or being blind to them and then kind of overemphasizing or overhyping the upsides. Again, um, that's human nature and a predictable consequence of the system that we currently have, which prioritizes uh, drug treatments over pretty much anything else. All right, so that's it for this episode. Uh, I hope you found it helpful and useful. And once again, uh, we're launching another Keto Blast Challenge on June 2nd. You can go to ketoformigraine.com 
to learn more and to sign up. And if you like this podcast and you want to help spread the word about it, it would be awesome if you would leave a rating and review in iTunes. Um, It really means a lot to me, and it really makes a big difference. So uh, until next time, go out there and slay the beast. Thank you.